We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. everybody and welcome to this very special episode of the Packaday podcast. My name is Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Scani Sports. I just wanted to quickly come on and kind of update everyone with the roster moves that were made today by the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this is a very special episode. Uh, you can listen today to Mark Eckel and Jake Turner. Uh, they covered the kind of their predictions for the 53-man roster, so definitely go back and listen to that. And uh, the next couple days, uh, Zach and Matub are going to be covering this in much more detail. And then the following day after that, I'll be joined by a very special guest, and we'll be covering this as well. So uh, just really quickly, just kind of wanted to break down the 53-man roster. Obviously, it's going to change tomorrow. So this is a, a very preliminary 53-man roster, but Green Bay obviously made a lot of different moves today. So we'll just kind of jump right into it. I'm going to go through one by one position by position and, and just kind of say who made the roster to begin with. Uh, quarterback, you had Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Kaiser, and Tim Boyle, three quarterbacks. Uh, Tim Boyle here, it was reported earlier in the week that he would make the 53 and uh, that came to fruition today. So obviously, as most people know, I'm very excited about that. 
at running back, only two, you know, so they didn't keep a single fullback. They only kept two running backs. Aaron Jones will go on the reserve suspended list. And Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery will be the two running backs, at least for now, that will make this team. No major surprises, obviously, with Williams and uh, and Ty Montgomery making it, but a little bit interesting that they went a little bit light with only two running backs and no fullbacks. Wide receiver, the really interesting one at the moment, and, and certainly you would expect something to come uh, to, and change this position within the next day or so. Eight wide receivers currently on the roster, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Geronimo Allison, Jake Kumaro, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Equinemia St. Brown, Trevor Davis, and Jamon Moore all make the initial roster. Again, you'd assume that something's going to happen within the next 24 to 48 hours with that position and that they won't go into the season with eight receivers. But kind of interesting, the talk all offseason is would they keep seven wide receivers? And a lot of people are like, no, there's no way they'll keep seven. And on this first day, they keep eight. Another interesting one, four tight ends currently on the roster, Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis, Lance Kendricks, and Robert Tanyan. So another you know favorite of the podcast, Robert Tanyan made the list, so excited about that as well. Offensive linemen, David Bakhtiari, Lane Taylor, Corey Lindsley, uh, Justin McRae, and Brian Bulaga, Lance Spriggs, Lucas Patrick, Byron Bell, and Alex Light, a surprising addition to that, uh, to the roster at this point as well. You know, he was actually one of my favorite undrafted free agent guys. I thought all along that he was going to be destined for the practice squad, uh, but he, you know, he played pretty well. He, he needs to put on some functional strength, but an interesting addition there. We'll see if he stays on over the course of these next couple days, but uh, he, he's definitely a player that has the potential to progress. I always said that he could follow Lane Taylor with a very similar career progression to him, so he's kind of on that path at the moment. Defensive lineman, Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, uh, Muhammad Wilkerson, Montrevious Adams, and um, Dean Lowry is the last one on that list. A little bit of a surprise, no Embu or Looney, that they only went with five. Uh, I, I actually did a pre- not a prediction, uh, but what I would do if I were GM on Twitter yesterday with my 53, and I also went with five defensive linemen, the same ones. I thought they could probably get by based on the, the quality and talent that they have with the five that they have. There's going to be limited playing time for those five already, simply because all five of them are very strong players. So that, that makes sense there. Edge rusher, only four, uh, which is a little bit interesting. I thought Kendall Donerson and Vince Beagle were two of the more interesting cuts. Uh, Clay Matthews, Nick Perry, uh, Reggie Gilbert, and Kyler Fackrell all make it as edge rusher. This is another position that you would assume that they would add somebody within the next you know, 24 to 48 hours. Linebacker, Blake Martinez, Oren Burks, uh, Antonio Morrison, and James Crawford. Uh, James Crawford, to me, the real surprise addition to this initial roster. And again, some, something could certainly happen here where they add a, a you know a veteran linebacker or somebody else. Uh, but certainly a really interesting name to keep an eye on. Uh, I'm going to have to kind of go back and watch his tape a little bit more. He made the huge special teams tackle, and I think that's really where they're interested in him as a special teams player. And uh, if he can make his mark there, he could really stick around. But uh, a real interesting addition there. Cornerback, they kept six. Uh, Kevin King, Tremont Williams, Jair Alexander, Josh Jackson, Devon House, and Herb Waters. Uh, Josh Hawkins and uh, was a little bit of an interesting you know, decision there. Uh, I thought especially over Herb Waters. And then Quentin Rollins was placed on IR, so that kind of took care of his roster spot as well. But Herb Waters, the interesting one that made it as the sixth corner. I know they like him a lot. I thought he played very poorly in preseason, 
But you have to remember, these were literally his first games uh, playing as a cornerback in any competitive football at all outside of practice. So uh, he's got a ways to go, but he's certainly a developmental prospect and not someone that's expected to come in and compete at corner right away. And he shouldn't have to. With five starting caliber corners ahead of him, they can focus on special teams and really just kind of work on development, developing him long term. Safeties, they went with five safeties, HaHa Clinton Dix, Kentrell Bryce, Josh Jones, who may, you know, get some looks at inside linebacker with, you know, only having four there and Oren Burks hurt. He could certainly fill in at linebacker in a pinch. Um, Jermaine Whitehead and Raven Green were the others, you know, so Raven Green, another undrafted free agent. Uh, I know uh, Whitehead was somebody that, you know, maybe a lot of fans were not uh, particularly keen on the Packers keeping, but I thought of all the, the backup safeties, he was one of the most assignment sure of the group. Marwin Evans struggled with that a bit. I'm not saying Whitehead was perfect by any means, but he's a very good special teams player. And I think if it came down to it, if there were a lot of injuries, he's not going to be great. And we saw this last preseason game that he's not going to be able to cover a lot of people one-on-one, but at least you know where he's going to line up. He's going to be in the correct spot and he's going to be assignment sure when he's out on the field. So that's obviously important. And they felt the same way by, by keeping him on this initial 53. Uh, Rounding it out, Mason Crosby, J.K. Scott, and Hunter Bradley. Uh, I thought the long snapper battle was going to be an interesting one. They ended up keeping Hunter Bradley and and releasing Zach Triner, so hopefully that turns out. I thought Zach Triner was the better long snapper throughout preseason. Uh, Bradley may have been aided a bit by the fact that he actually was a draft pick and, um, you know, Triner was not. But overall, I don't think there was a massive difference between the two. And if if Bradley can be serviceable while he kind of works out the kinks a little bit and just doesn't have any horrible long snaps, I think long term, it's probably the better decision to make there. Some things that overall stood out to me, obviously, first of all, a lot of the fan favorites were kept. Tim Boyle, Jake Kumro, Equinemia St. Brown, Robert Tanya, and Raven Green. I know those were kind of some of the cult heroes uh, through training camp and, and preseason. So having all of them make it, at least for the time being, I thought that was kind of one of the unique storylines. I touched base on it a little bit already, but eight wide receivers, really interesting there. You know, it's going to be interesting. Trevor Davis, you know, he they have him set up to be the main returner. And, uh, you know, he's one of the, the top gunners on the team. Uh, you know, we've talked about this all offseason. How do you separate these eight receivers and who makes the team and who doesn't? The rumors today were that they were really trying to trade Trevor Davis. And my guess is they may try to keep that going over the course of the next 24 to 48 hours and, and see if they can get something back for him in return. But, you know, how do they decipher between these eight receivers? And you would have to imagine that very soon they're going to at least get to seven, if not potentially six. So some some interesting decisions to be made there. Quentin Rollins and Kyle Murphy both placed on IR. You know, this was notable because they were not placed on IR after being on the 53, which means that they cannot be brought back. I know there's the, you know, IR, you know, you can return from IR now. You can use, uh, you know, two spots for that throughout the course of the season. But Quentin Rollins and Kyle Murphy will not be eligible to return off of injured reserve. So they are done for the season at least. And injury settlements could certainly be reached with both of those. So uh, it would not be surprising at all if, if they've played their last downs as a Green Bay Packer. Kendall Donerson, I know Andrew Murtag is, uh, you know, really a big Kendall Donerson fan. I'm really hopeful that they're going to be able to get him back to the practice squad. He's got legit freak traits and talent. Uh, he didn't have a, a real opportunity to show it. He played way too upright in the preseason games. He's got a lot, a lot of work to do. So if they can get him to the practice squad, this was absolutely the right move. If he gets claimed, there's a little bit of risk there because of his high upside. 
But, you know, I don't think that this is somebody that off the top was going to be able to be a main contributor. He probably could have been a pretty decent special teams player, but even in a pinch, you probably didn't want him on the field too much uh, on defensive plays, at least. So if they can get him back to the practice squad, that'll be a big win. Herb Waters making the team touch base on a little bit already. I would have went with Josh Hawkins, uh, but the, the difference between Waters and Hawkins is slim. And again, as I mentioned earlier, the fact that you're able to play him behind five starting caliber cornerbacks, uh, you know, he's not going to have to really see the field too much as, as a corner and, and he can focus on special teams and improving his craft. No fullbacks. I love this. I don't know if this is maybe a Joe Philbin induced idea, but neither, you know, neither Ripkowski uh, nor, nor Carriage were, were anything special from a fullback standpoint. I'm so glad that they didn't just keep one for the sake of saying that they needed a fullback. You know, Lance Kendricks can play in the backfield a little bit as that kind of pseudo fullback or H back, if you will. So I, I love that I, you know, the fact that they didn't go with any fullbacks. I think that was probably where they were able to find a couple additional spots, uh, both for wide receiver and that third string quarterback with Tim Boyle for the time being. You know, maybe they'll bring Ripkowski back, you know, later in the season, uh, but I, I just don't see that happening. I think they, they'll probably find a running back off of waivers that is probably better than anyone that they had on the roster. And uh, I think that's how they'll maybe fill that third running back spot until Aaron Jones comes back. Uh, but no fullbacks I'm very happy to see. Only four edge rushers. Uh, I would love, love, love for them to go out and get John Simon, who was released by the Indianapolis Colts. He is not subject to waivers based on how many years he's been in the league. So if they could go out and get a John Simon caliber player, he would immediately be at worst their fourth best edge rusher. And to me, if you can all of a sudden get a, a, you know, foursome of John Simon along with Reggie Gilbert, Clay Matthews, and Nick Perry as a, you know, rotational edge rusher group, that is a really strong group. And I know, you know, the, the big news of today with all the cuts and trades that have happened was that, of course, Khalil Mack did not go to the Packers and went to the Chicago Bears. I actually tweeted out yesterday, if I had a choice between trading two first round picks and, you know, for Khalil Mack or picking up John Simon on a really cheap deal or, you know, maybe even for a seventh round pick, I actually kind of like the idea of getting John Simon just a little bit more. You know, they've got good edge rushers. They they need a rotation. They need some guys that can fill in because Perry and Matthews aren't going to play the full year. They've had injury issues and you don't want them playing a thousand plus snaps in a given season. So I love the idea of going out and getting a John Simon. If they could do that, that would really shore up that group. That's something that I'm really hoping for, you know, probably tomorrow. And then uh, Alex Light, Raven Green, Robert Tanyan, these undrafted free agents. I know Tanyan was actually picked up, uh, you know, a little bit earlier. He wasn't a rookie from this season, but uh, really excited to see what these three can bring to the team. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a, a lot of talent there. I think there's a lot of developmental um you know, just overall talent that they can kind of bring to the team. They'll probably help on special teams to begin with. I know Zach Jacobson, huge fan of Raven Green. I think he has a chance to, you know, make his name as a backup safety. And, you know, we'll see if he can ever develop more than that. He had great ball skills in college. So he's got a chance to, you know, to be something down the line. We'll we'll, take, we'll keep an eye on that. And Robert Tynion, the, the, the player of, of this group from the undrafted and kind of unknown standpoint that I think has the most upside, and that might surprise you considering how big of a Tim Boyle truther I've been, but Robert Tanyan uh, has uh, the, the ability to be a matchup problem at tight end. Big physical receiver. He caught pretty much everything throughout training camp and preseason, even the contested catches. He's able to go up and make plays. He had highlight catches in college. He's someone that I'm really excited to watch, and I'm really happy they were able to find a spot for him on the roster. 
I think that's probably going to do it for me. Uh, you know, I'm going to leave the rest kind of for Matub and Zach tomorrow. Uh, they also have a very, very special guest that will be joining them. So really keep an eye out for that on Sunday. Again, that'll be Zach Jacobson, Matub, and a very special guest. And then the following day on Monday, it will be me. I'll be covering a little bit more of probably the moves that they make tomorrow and how they kind of rounded out their 53-man roster. And I also have an incredibly special guest that will be joining me as well. So keep an eye out for both of those the next couple days. Go back and listen to our podcast from this morning with Jake and Mark. You don't want to miss that. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, for as always, for following us on the Pack-A-Day podcast and listening to this bonus episode. And as always, Go Pack Go! Six seconds to go. Ball just outside the four. Roger shotgun looks to his right. Snap to A-Rod. Throws right side. Yes! Touchdown! And a dagger! The dagger to Andrew Paulus on the right side! Aaron pointing to the right now. Gets the snap. Looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Leaping right yes! to the back. Yes! Touchdown Green Bay! A spectacular throw! Rodgers from the 42, New York, fourth down and two. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield, scrambles right. Now, winds up, rainbows into the end zone. It is caught. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.